Uh, Brendan Sanderson. I don't roll over. Oh, Rowie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's go to Sando. He's been good enough to join us. We want to have a forensic look at these two games starting tonight at the MCG Melbourne and Carlton. There'll be 100,000 there. G'day, Sando. Good afternoon, boys. How are you? Good. I listened to you with great interest uh, yesterday on your regular segment with Jared Waitley dissecting both games and the reasons you think that I think you went Carlton. I couldn't remember between Port and GWS. Yeah. Did you go GWS in the end? Yeah, I don't know. It's not gonna. It's not gonna make the Port fans happy, but I, I really like the Giants at the moment. I saw them live last week at the MCG, and they're playing some really good footy. And I know Port have had a fantastic season, but not quite at their best at the moment. But um, but yeah, and I've actually won the Blues tonight. I think uh, I think tonight's a flip of the coin. Um, but just the current recent form of the Blues, they're playing with so much confidence. I just think they might just get over the line tonight as well. All right, we'll get to that game. Let's just go back to the Port Adelaide GWS game and have a real good uh, look at that. I was interested with some of the statistical information you had. Why are Port struggling with their inside 50s, which has always been their one wood over previous years? Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, they, um, they've, they've been so good in, in offence this year. And I think... Port Adelaide fans will know it just feels like when they play with really good creative flair and they take the game on, they play with a bit of dare, um, they're, they're at their best. But I just think that's opening them up defensively a little bit at times as well. So they do play high risk, high reward, but sometimes to their detriment. And I think um, for whatever reason, they haven't been able to access the number of quality inside 50s just recently. Um, and they're such a good front half team. When they get the ball deep inside forward 50 and you've got Guys like um, Rioli and Pal Pepper and uh, McEntee and those guys sort of creating forward 50 turnovers with their, with their forward 50 tackle pressure. Um, I just feel like that's when Port Adelaide are at their best, but they seem to be not generating enough forward 50s at the moment. And, and maybe just sides are sort of working out a way to, to create turnovers in the middle part of the ground mm. and, and going back against the defence, which has been really decimated at times in this back half of the season. So, yeah, they... I mean, I, I, I rate Ken Hinckley so highly. I, I feel like he's going he's gonna to find a way to get this game on his terms. But um, the Giants are just playing so well around the contest and clearance stuff. They're spreading really hard. Their speed around sort of contest has been, has been excellent. And they were so impressive last week against St Kilda. And um, it's, it's going to be a really difficult and, and huge challenge, I think, for Port Adelaide to overcome a Giants team which is full of confidence at the moment. So, Brenton, if I put you in the Port Adelaide coach's box and I give you the midfield magnets... He's back. Who are you putting there for yep. the starting bounce? And critically, what is the one, what we would generally call a tagging matchup, but the biggest shadow that yeah. you feel you need to put on in this GWS midfield? Or do you not? Well, yeah. No, you're right. No, I would. I would go, I would go Drew on Kelly. And um, as I said, I saw the game live last week. I think... Josh Kelly is so good. He's so influential, not just around sort of contest and the stoppage work, but his ability to get from sort of contest to contest and, and hit the scoreboard. He kicked, he kicked two goals last week, and he's got so much speed and class. I, I just think you put your best stopper on him. So mm-hmm. I, think, I think if Drew did a job on Kelly, and then the matchups are then pretty even when you, when, when you look inside. And I know, um, you know, Ollie Wine's obviously Brownlow medalist and with Butters and Rosie and Horn Francis, you sort of go head-to-head then with um, Tom Green and Ward and Coniglio and those guys. It's, um, it's really mouth-watering, that, that sort of inside um, midfield matchups. And, 
it probably decides the game. And I know Port Adelaide have got to get the match up right with Toby Green. I think um, the thing for Giants fans is 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 Toby Green was quiet last week and Giants still won. So it's it's a little bit scary for Port um, if Toby Green sort of hits form and you know finds some time and space inside forward fifty. He he always hits the scoreboard. So they've got to get that match up right, Port Adelaide and. If they can win contest and clearance, I think that's the pivotal part in this game is if they can get on top around the midfield, um, get the ball in their front half and keep it there, uh, it's, I think I think Porter obviously will be hard to beat. And we know how, how well they play the Adelaide over when they're at their best. So, um, yeah, I just think they've just got to get back to their, their ruthless best, look for opportunities to take the game on, um, but don't go crazy. Like, don't, don't um, play... Um, even before when I said with that that sort of creative flair, um, like don't don't take it over overboard. Like don't look for opportunities to go for kicks that just aren't there. You know, just play with a little bit more poise and um, that sort of calmness that uh, that put out that, that put out they were playing so well when they had that um, that win streak through the sort of middle part of the season. All right, you're still Port Adelaide coach. Game style is all important, but matchups are very important as well. You mentioned Toby Green as coach. Who are you putting on him? Bergman, Jones, Burton? Um, I don't know. I really don't know. You're that's, coach that's, Sando. That's, that's the truth. <laughs> I know. I was looking at it before. I just, I don't know. Like, there's, he's such a difficult matchup because he's, he's a small who's quick and agile, but he's also mm. fantastic in the air. Um, and a little bit like Jamie Elliott from Collingwood, uh, they're, they're just really difficult matchups. Probably Bergman. I don't know. Um, I just, I don't, it's really hard. And I know, like Kenny would know better than me, but um, it's a really challenging matchup. And it's, at certain times, you've almost got a double team in. But um, there's some sort of lesser names in that forward line that have been performing really well. You know, guys like Brown. And I know Hogan's had a really good year mm. as well. But there sort of seems to be a few guys just sort of popping up and, and kicking goals. Um, they're getting a pretty good a pretty good return from you know, guys playing their role, you know, it's almost like 22 guys playing role and, and executing, you know, their, their sort of role in the team. It's, it's, it's been really important for, for the Giants, you know, to win nine of their last 11 games. They're, they're, they're a good informed sign as anyone else in the competition at the moment. So, yeah, and as I said, I was, I was really impressed when I watched them play live last week. Their spread, their speed um, would certainly be concerning Port Adelaide this, this um, Saturday night. I'll give you another one. If if you can't answer this one, we'll sack you as coach. Um, Jesse Hogan. Um, well, they're not as creative in the back half at the moment, Port Adelaide. Alir Alir looks like he's carrying a yeah. minor injury. Uh, would you have McKenzie yeah. at Hogan or Alir Alir on Hogan? I just think they need to find a way to get Alir Alir back to his intercepting best. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I don't know. Sometimes you can sort of fool yourself. Like if, if, you, if you said, okay, McKenzie goes to Hogan and then Alir just comes off his opponent to sort of provide that third up, you know, spoiling or intercept marking option. But but then what um, Kingsley will do is he'll go, he'll, he'll just instruct his players that everything goes through a lead opponent. So yeah. he actually can't, he can't drop off. Like he, they'll, they'll look for opportunities to, you know, those little sort of short hit up leads, lower your eyes inside forward 50. And it can always be a challenge when, um, when, when you sort of instruct a player to come off and drop off and look for intercept marks. So, my, my my gut feel, and like I said, I, I could be wrong, but I would I would put Aaliyah onto Hogan, and ah. he'll always take it to the ball. You know, the Giants are always drawn to Hogan when they come through the middle of the ground and they look up. So 
Yeah, I know, like a Lear at his best is, is so influential. So I just think put your best defender on their best forward. Get that um, Toby Green matchup right. Um, just go head-to-head in defence. And if the midfield can put pressure on and the kicks are coming in, you know, under pressure and without sort of time and space, and that's, that's, that's going to really help put Adelaide's defence tomorrow night. Now, Brenton, it is 40 minutes before the 7.10 start to this game. We're giving you the team sheet to sign. You've got to name the tactical sub. You're not going to go with Dylan Williams because he's risky with a hamstring. We're even surprised he's on the list to start mm. with. You're not going to go with Sam Hayes because you're not going to play two Ruckman. You've got Jeremy yep. Finlayson or Francis Evans. Who are you choosing and why? Well, I'm, I'm a bit surprised. How come Finlayson's out? That, that actually surprised me a little bit. Um, he hasn't scored they, for Do they just feel weeks. like they're too tall? Two weeks. Yeah. And how yeah. He's, he's been out. scratchy the last six weeks, but mm. I'm with you. I'm surprised that he's been dropped. And I'll be surprised if he's not the sub, but Roach thinks it'll be Evans. Which way would you go? Yeah. Well, if, well, if he's out just purely on form, then I'd go Evans because uh, I, I think Finn Lason has the ability to be able to hit the scoreboard. He's such a difficult matchup, but yeah, you can't. It's, it's, it's probably the right call then. If he's, if he's that far out of form, you're better off not having him in the team, particularly in a in a cutthroat final. So I would, yeah, I would go with Evans. I just think, I don't know, players that can that can come on with speed, you know, uh, provide pressure, mm. um, play a variety of roles. Um, Finn Lason's probably tied down to playing a a forward role. You know, potentially can pinch it down back, but yeah, maybe maybe Evans for me then. And and yeah, I, like you guys know better than me, but um, if Finn Lason's that far out of form, then. Mm. You can't take a player who's yeah. down in confidence into a into a cutthroat final. All right, GWS by how much? No, only only by a really small margin. And the thing I the thing I'm not sure about is they've done. I know we always, you know, you sometimes you forget about those those WA teams, and you know both of those teams over in the West didn't have great seasons. But the Giants have done a lot of travel this year. They've mm-hmm. Been on the road a lot. They've played a lot of games in Canberra. They've played games in Tasmania. They're, they're on the road last week, um, played at the MCG. They go back home and now back to Adelaide. So how much have they got in the tank? You know, if this game got close and it came down to just pure work rate and the ability to play four quarters with a high-pressure game, that you know, potentially Port Adelaide had the edge. But I just love watching them play at the moment. The Giants, um, they've been super impressive in the second half of the season. So... I've got them by less than two goals, but I think this will be an absolute classic tomorrow night. I, I'm going to tune in. I just can't wait to watch. Yeah, it's going to be a beauty. And, of course, you're part of SEN's coverage as well. And we absolutely love it. Tonight, there'll be over 100,000, I think, at the yes. MCG. It starts but at 7.20. Will there be a Max Gorn there? I think there will be. So it's a broken toe, right? I know um, for those listeners that have had a broken toe, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They 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 feel a lot worse than what they really are, but um, but yeah, it's really hard to put a footy boot on, and this will sound crazy. With a broken toe, it's almost impossible to get a footy boot um, on and then not be in excruciating pain. So they're going to throw that many needles, I think, into his toe mm-hmm. just to try and take away any sort of feeling. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't think he'll be at his best tonight. Um, he's going to play uh, without any feeling at all in his foot. So. Um, I'm, I'm really nervous for the Demons tonight. I think they've got some problems in the front half. Um, Carlton is so good around around contests. Their stoppage work's been excellent. Uh, if this game gets in a running race, though, if this game gets outside and it's transitional, I'm still going to back in the Demons. Um, I like what they did at selection, picking a small instead of a tall, like a Shaki or a Brown, who's 
who's who's obviously like we said before with um, Finn Lakeson, but to pick a tall who's not in form, who doesn't give you any sort of advantage at all at ground level, I think they made the right call to go with another small to try and create forward pressure and turnovers in their front half. Is but there any it chance? Wouldn't surprise Britain, me at all tonight if you see Petraka in the front half. Yeah. Is there any chance, Breton, that someone could tell the Melbourne forwards they actually can go as close to goal as they can get to start kicking their shots at goal rather than trying to all do them from fifty? Yeah, and I thought that would happen last week. Collingwood defend that sort of zero to thirty part of the ground really well and Melbourne were forced to take a lot of long shots last week they were bombing the ball inside forward 50 were they ever um, hopefully yeah. Simon Goodwin um, has found a solution for that but yeah it was really quite disappointing to see how poorly I mean they had a huge advantage last week particularly in the second half it was um, it was so dominant the way that they they mm. moved the ball uh, through the middle of the ground and they just failed with that final kick inside forward 50 Isn't so so, yeah, all, all eyes on tonight. Um, how do they end the ball inside forward 50? Can they win enough midfield ball? And if you take Petraka out of the midfield to use him forward, that puts a lot of pressure on Oliver and Viney, you know. And then um, you've got those other mids, you know, Langdon on the wing. You know, can they can they influence the game? So, um, yeah, fascinating game tonight. It's going to be a ripping game. It's like so much, um, obviously, at stake. So, um, so, yeah, it's going to be an absolute classic. I was intrigued yesterday when I was listening to you talking to uh, Geraldo, Gerard Waitley, that uh, you were tipping Carlton based on their midfield over Melbourne when you consider that Melbourne have Oliver, Petrarca and Viney. I get that the track's been playing a little bit more up forward, but uh, uh, that's yeah. a big compliment to Carlton's midfield, isn't it? You thought that they were more I diverse. just think the depth. Yeah, I just think the depth. I just, I just feel like... Um uh, you've got those three, like so. Uh, so you've got Viney, Petraka, Oliver, and obviously Max gone. But then um, you know Carlton have Cripps, Chera, Walsh. But then they've got they've got another band of guys that come through there. So I don't know. They, they just seem to be so strong around the contest, um, Carlton, and their DNA is stoppage and the ability the ability to be able to score from stoppage. Um, you know, despite Melbourne having such a strong midfield core group, they haven't quite got the depth of Carlton. So if the game stays in a contest, um, yeah, I'm going to favour Carlton. But if the game gets outside and it becomes transitional in a running race, um, I think Melbourne have got the edge. But yeah, once again, flip the coin. I, I, I picked the Blues only because I like their recent form. Um, but yeah, I just think I think tonight I think tonight it could be it could it could be another win for the Blues. Margin. Uh, less than less than a goal. <laughs> less than a goal. So then, if it's goal. less than a goal, it's really flip cool. of the coin. Yeah. I, Two or three points. I think it's going to be a classic tonight. Gee whiz. Uh, you're a good judge, Sander. We've got a lot of people listening. We've got a nearest the pin, thanks to IGA, worth $250. Just pick who wins by how much and how many goals the Charlie Dixon kick. If you're listening to Sando, you'll be going for under 14 points for GWS or under yep. a goal for Carlton. Hey, Brendan, really appreciate your time. We look forward to hearing you on SEN over the weekend. Uh, pleasure, guys. Thank you.